Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hi. Hi, Gwen. How's, how's, it, how's it been since we last recorded? It's good. It's been pretty good, right? Um, yeah. Have you, have you been up to anything? Yeah, there's a webtoon I've been reading. Oh, oh, yeah. What, what have you been reading? Uh, it's called Burning Effect. Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah, actually, I didn't want to hear about this from anybody else, so... I'm glad you're going to talk to me about it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So it's it, it it it's fun. It's um, it's about this punch girl. Okay. Salt start. Named Burner. Okay. Good name for a girl. Um, who beats up cops in a world where like the authoritarian government made it so that any crime is pun- punishable like immediately by death. Okay. And it's just, like, really fun. It's really stylish. Um, there's a Catholic dog. Okay. That's, like, it's, like, point three after fun and stylish is that there is a Catholic dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is the third most essential thing you should know about. A, a Catholic dog who is part of, like, a revolutionary group um, who also shoots guns really well. Okay, is this dog, like, a normal dog or, like, a furry dog person? No, he's, like, a person. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's that's uh, that's good to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just really cool and like you know. That that's basically the only thing I haven't talked about yet. So there's my thing this week. Sometimes you're just reading some shit. And you're like, damn, this is sick. Uh, I've been reading more Berserk. Uh, Hell yeah! Speaking of damn, yeah. this is sick. Yeah, it's it's kind of sick. Um, it's really been like an experience of reading Berserk. Um. Like, in, in a lot of ways, like, perhaps first among them is, like, sometimes you're just reading some shit, and, like, it's just very, like, effective what it, at what it's doing, and it's, like, good that you get, like, you, you get that beautiful mix of, like, excitement and, like, kind of despondent about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I'm reading Berserk, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing making a Naruto podcast? Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> My Naruto podcast is nowhere near as good as this comic. These are, like, uh valuable things to compare i mean, like I'm, I'm i'm like very impressed with it like i am i i, I think i'm like i i guess i couldn't say exactly for sure because i don't know when stuff happens but i think i'm sort of on the verge of like everything going to shit mm. in terms of like when that happens in the comic um like griffiths and like torture prison and like guts just came back right yeah yeah so it's it seems like you know Gonna, it's gonna get rough in there pretty soon but like uh-huh no I've, I've been having a great time reading it i think like a, a very weird thing about reading berserk when i have like this big cultural idea of like what berserk is is like i mean first of all there's a lot of times where that cultural idea is just wrong because you know like growing up as a person who went on like tv tropes and shit and saw people talking about uh you know whatever there there was just definitely this like idea like berserk is like this super fucked up constant violence uh edgy comic where terrible things happen nonstop, and it is like such a people talking about their feelings comic yeah in in a way that i'm like very much all about right like you know people will go off and they'll do like a fucking badass fight and they'll like bisect a knight with a big sword or whatever and then they'll like talk about their feelings for a while and it's like hell yeah I love when they talk about their feelings. Yeah, it's... Berserk is a really good comic, everyone. Hi. Yeah. 
I think the other like weird point of dissonance is like, I mean, like I I know enough about Berserk to know eventually there will be a point where Griffith is a guy who I am less excited to see the things he's doing, at least for a little while, right? Like there's it's kind of hard to avoid the the sort of knowledge by osmosis that like eventually he's gonna do some shit that I'm not really all about. Yeah, but. But like even even knowing that, like I, I feel like I'm just walking into like a big obvious trap that's been set for me because I see Griffith on page like at the part that I'm at. And I'm like, this guy's kind of awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the whole rest of the comic is like, he 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 kind of goes back to being like that a little bit. You know, sorry for okay. spoilers, but it's like, it's 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 a more complicated thing I imagine. Yeah. Do, do am I supposed to, do I like him again? Right, like, I, I, I guess I'm, like, cu- like curious and kind of excited to have that sort of, like, dialogue with myself and then maybe with you as I'm on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's definitely this thing where it's, like, you know, going in, I'm like, okay, I kind of know the deal, so maybe I should try to, like, be at, at some level of remove from this character. But then he shows up and he's, like, this ridiculous, dramatic anime twink who's, like, making all these speeches about his grand ambition and having this, like extreme gay tension that he has no idea how to like really resolve in any way that doesn't sort of distance himself from the people he cares about and it's like candy to me it's like wonderful it's uh yeah i mean it's it's not great for him it doesn't seem like all the time but yeah no he's in a really bad place right now where you're reading (laughs) no yeah he's in a torture dungeon he's been there for like a year Mm -hmm. but you know that's fine is it fine he gets better Okay, yeah, I mean, I, or, I, I've heard this. I mean, I've, he was, like, floating in a demon dimension at the beginning of the comic, and that seemed like it was uh, better than a torture dungeon, maybe? Who can say? Who can say? I guess I'll learn. Um, but I, I, the, the last thing I want to say about Berserk, I guess, before we move on, is, like, I, I think I'm very enamored by with the this might actually be the last thing I have to say about Berserk before we move on. I thought of some other things I want to say. Sorry, um, but the thing I'm very enamored with is um, like the the way in which it doesn't really burden itself with a lot of the particulars of what's going on if they're not relevant to the characters immediately, because there's a lot of parts of that comic where Guts is just a guy who's like going around and he's fighting and he's like being a mercenary and he's getting into battles and like you don't really get any context for what those battles are or like where he's fighting or like who he's fighting for. He's just kind of showing up showing up, and he's chopping up dudes and he's getting paid and that's like his level of investment. Yeah, it's good because it doesn't fucking matter. Who gives a shit? Right, right. Like, like, we, like we only get like snippets of that when it's like, okay, well, Griffith is on screen. We're getting stuff about Griffith's ambition. So we, we, we learn about that stuff to the extent that it matters to him. But even then, we don't have like a lot of... Uh, like, 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 it never really cuts away to just be like, all right, here's here's the history of this war that's happening. It's just kind of like, you get what the characters say. And I think that's very refreshing because I think a lot of fantasy storytelling can get really bogged down in that. Yeah. I think there's, like, this really great crystallization of that thing where there, there's this arc where Griffith is, like, trying to take this, uh, this like, fortress that's gone untaken for, like, a hundred years or whatever. And, you know, he's at the strategy meeting and all of these people are, like, just hugely concerned about this and, like, so worried and, like, you know... Talking about how, like, it's, it's probably just, like, a fucking, like, a doomed enterprise to even try and, uh, you know, 
we cut to guts like who who's like basically like in a different scene like with the rest of the band of the hawk and they're like just sort of talking about that and some of them are kind of concerned but he's just like who gives a shit it's a place it's yeah. just the place is gonna go and chop up dudes right it's not it's not like he's saying this because he's just like ah oh, he's the badass guy who comes in and like is, is disaffected by all of it and he just chops up guys and that's who he is it's just like it's not relevant to him you know he's got shit he cares about personally and it's not like what's going on with this impregnable fortress for 100 years that's nothing to him he's just a guy yeah okay i think i think this is the actual last thing i have to say before we get into talking about naruto okay. but um I guess, like, for me, a lot of the time when I, like, sort of fall really head over heels for something, um, not all the time, but a lot of time, it's stuff that is, like, very, like, heavily stylized and very, like, like, a little little more experimental in his his visuals, a little more, like, loose and evocative. Like, the last comic I really was, uh, like, super in on like this was uh, Blue Period by Tsubasa Yamaguchi, which is very much, like, you know, it's... I need to keep reading Blue Period so bad. I read like the You should. That comic is is fucking great and then you should talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, I read like the first two chapters and then just kind of stopped for no reason. It's like amazing. But like, you know, it's it is a very different comic than Berserk, which is like it, it which is such a self-evident statement that it feels kind of ridiculous to say. But like, you know, it, and, and that is like the sort of thing that I, I find myself going for a lot more often. And like it, it's interesting to read Berserk, which is a comic that is just so direct in a lot of ways like i i I don't mean to say this in in, in any way like derogatorily or like you know like as as a put down of the comic but like it it is very much like just here's the drawings and like fairly straightforward layouts that are like just used for this really incredible sense of like directness and clarity in terms of like the emotional content being conveyed and the and the story being conveyed and it's just like I don't know, like, it, like it, it is, like, very cool and, like, equally impressive to something that is way more, uh, that, that is way more out there, um, to see something that is just kind of, like, plainly executing on what it's trying to do very well. I don't know, it's cool. I like comics a lot. Yeah, me too. That's, instead of talking about comics, it's time to talk about anime Woo. that's based on comics. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just get right to the episode, then. Yeah, let's go for it. Episode 51, A Shadow in Darkness. Danger approaches Sasuke. The fight starts, and Choji knows Dosu's tricks, but it doesn't really help. Dosu takes him out in one attack, and the preliminary round is now complete. Kabuto has a chat with Orochimaru about their plans going forward, and takes on the task to capture Sasuke. But maybe he wants to kill Sasuke instead? Maybe he doesn't. The Hokage tells the tuning candidates that the final round will be in one month, to give them time to recover and figure out some new tricks. Naruto steals himself for the hard work ahead of him. Alright, yeah, so the Dosu and Choji fight is over, like, extremely, extremely quickly. It's, like, kind of jarring how little they do to try and draw it out. Like, every other fight in the preliminaries is, on some level, kind of, uh... You know, it, it extended into, like, a whole big thing. Or not, like, a whole big thing, but, like, at least half an episode, you know? Yeah. I, I, I guess except for, uh, except for, um, Hakuro's fight. But like you know, most of the other ones, you know, the, the, this fight just kind of blazes through like the last ten pages of like the chapter where this happens in like three minutes, and then it's just done, and uh, we we don't linger on it at all. Um, it is uh, it, it is it is definitely the fastest any of our episodes are going to like cover a part of the manga this week. And this is uh, you know, Dosa comes out on top, and this is his his final win ever. 
Uh, it's not going well for him ever again at any point in his life. No. He just barely makes it through this week's episodes. By which I mean, like... He would have been better off if he just let Choji squish him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I gotta get... I mean, okay, like, that's that's really only, uh... <laughs> like, I'm thinking about how it goes down for his teammates, and that doesn't seem like a really long-term beneficial thing for him. It doesn't... But, like, Dosu's final non-corpse scene is, like, within one of the chapters adapted in... Are in this week's episodes it's just they didn't they didn't do that scene and just kind of like saved off for later so he, he just barely survived this week I, I don't think i don't think we're gonna get much more alive dosu next week uh so sad so sad for him yeah no, after the fight you know the the, the preliminary the preliminaries are concluded and kakashi's like gotta go he's got shit to handle and uh, there's this little moment where he's talking to sakura like Hey Sakura, I'm gonna need you to pay attention to what the finals are because I can't be here. And like, I don't know that Naruto's gonna pay close enough attention to tell Sasuke what's up. So like, <laughs> can you just pay attention to that for me? And Sakura's like, you know, clearly very worried about everything, but she's like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll do that. And that's, I mean, that's basically, I think that's basically the last thing Sakura gets to do this whole arc. Yeah, right. Fucking, you don't, you don't give any fucking attention to the girl in your squad. Until it's time to fucking give her a menial task. Uh, yeah, you know, she, she's like worried about Sasuke. She's like, hey, is, is Sasuke going to be okay? And Kashi's like, uh, you know, we, we don't really know. And Kashi's like, yep, it's up to Sasuke. Because he's, he's still on that. He's uh, he's he's just kind of relying on that still. Um, yeah. Anyway. We, we cut away from that room. We go to fucking freak chat. Freak chat. <laughs> freak chat. Uh, I, I, I love this scene. I love like... But mostly just I love I love the vibes of uh, Orochimaru and Kabuto being like extremely dramatic with each other and just sort of like talking around shit. I have such a fondness for guys standing in a room together and not saying anything. And there's a lot of there's a lot of really great stuff with that here. Yeah, but there's also like some stuff that they say that I think is like kind of interesting. Um, like the, 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 there's a bit where, he, where Orochimaru talks about how um, about like how how the the hidden leaf is in like this peaceful era and how it's like being really weak because of that and how it's like um like like it, it is less committed to like training so like new soldiers and like increasing the size of its military as uh as the rest of the like major hidden villages are mm-hmm. um and I, I i sort of have to wonder if that is like supposed to be a gesture at like oh here's a way that the hidden leaf is is better than average and i don't I don't know that I buy that as like an as a like I don't know that I, that I really buy that, but it's the sort of thing I'm paying attention to because like I remember at the end of their the arc there being some sort of like big gesture towards the idea that like there's something special about the hidden leaf and the way it like you know like uh, cares for the the child soldiers it trains, um, and and so I'm looking for anything to gesture towards that because I you know nothing so far has really uh, led led to me buying into that idea and I, I don't know if like training child soldiers at a smaller rate is really going to do that for me either but uh yeah no like the, the the like counter examples we see of like how the other villages treat their shit is like cartoon villain stuff so like yeah it's like okay i guess you get you get uh technically passing grades for not making uh them graduate elementary school by murdering each other but like 
Yeah. Like, those are the especially bad guys, right? Like, we don't know what's going on with, like... There's, like, at least two villages where we, like, basically have no idea what's going on. Like, there are two, like, major villages. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I just don't feel like we have enough information to really, like, make this claim that Orochimaru is making feel like it means anything. Yeah, I don't think so. It's, like... It, it, it's definitely the kind of thing where it's just, like... Well, he said it, so it must be true. This is this is like a thing that we're bringing up now, so that it, mm-hmm. so that the rest of the story makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, the other thing that I think is interesting is like, there's this bit where like, Kabuto is talking about how um, about how like all of the about like basically like all all of the major villages are like more or less on the brink of war, and. Um, and uh, and and how Orochimaru must like want to use Sasuke as like a bullet to kick all of that off. Um, yeah, I wanted to mention this. Yeah, what, what did you have to say about this? Does Naruto have guns? That's a good question. They do like literally say bullet, don't they? And trigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's like guns, guys. Are guns a lot of the cheating exams? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I, I can know somewhere else in the world there's like villages that have like samurai instead of ninja maybe like even like further away there's villages that have like cowboys instead of ninja <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, just, they just sort of like vaguely know about guns but nobody's that invested in guns either um, you see I draw my chakra into this here six shooter <laughs> fuck yes fuck yes What I think is interesting about, like, Orochimaru talking, or, but, like, th- th- this, like, vision of what Orochimaru's plans are is that, like, this isn't really what happens. And I don't even mean that in the sense of, like, oh, you know, I guess I guess they just forgot about this. Because, you know, I guess what actually winds up happening in the grand scheme of Naruto is that, like, Orochimaru, like, Orochimaru's goal is to, I guess, plunge the world into war for some, like, nebulous purpose. Just gets so badly sidetracked, and by the time he, can- he like, has- is in a place to do that again, he just doesn't care as much. Which is very funny to me to think about. Yeah, he doesn't care as much, and then the world gets, like, fucky for other reasons. Yeah. But, I, you know, I guess I'm a little curious to see if there's, like, more stuff in this arc that points to- towards that, like, more uh, political, like, trying to cause war everywhere, like, motivation for Rochimaru. Because, like, you know, it's... The, the point in the show where he's acting on that, you know, if it exists at all, is, like, very limited. And, you know, I, I guess I, I, I want to see what's there. Um... Yeah. I am curious what his whole deal is. Like, I know what his deal is. Right. But, like, his his deal is, like, very, like... I feel like his deal going forward is, like, very contingent upon how this arc winds up playing out. Yeah. And, and so I, I definitely am in the same boat. Of like, I'm curious, you know, what, what this guy would have wanted if he didn't have to, like, kind of course correct to, like... You know, try, trying to, like, stay alive in, in the more immediate sense that he, like, is kind of forced into at the end of this arc. Mm-hmm. The other part of Rochimaru's plans is that, you know, he, he needs he needs Kabuto to kidnap Sasuke because he's like, hey, so I've noticed that, like, you know, he, he Sasuke is, like, making a friend. That puts him in, like, a really dangerous position of, like, he might become normal. I can't have that. It would be so scary if Sasuke became normal. At, at all costs, we must prevent Sasuke from becoming normal. Hey, Kabuto, do you think you could, like, dress up as Sasuke's brother and go and kill someone else he loves? <laughs> Just to, like, remind him? Yeah, that, I mean, hey, he, he, should, he should have, like, 
he should have that, but I guess he's more interested in being like a dramatic freak because we get this really great moment where he like after he tells Kabuto to kidnap Sasuke, he's like, or you could kill Sasuke. That would really fuck with my plans. <laughs> and Kabuto's just kind of like looking at him. It's like, but you'd never betray me, right? And just kind of like winks at him. And Kabuto's like, yeah, I never betray you. And like winks at him back. It's just, just literally wink at him, but it's just very like ridiculous energy of like, hey, I fucking dare you to betray me, bro. Yeah, it'd be really funny. That's amazing. Like, and I, I am just like, I'm so delighted that Orochimaru is on screen. He's just a ridiculous guy. Yeah, right. Like at first, I was just sticking around because of the estrogen, right? Mm-hmm. But now I think he's really funny. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. Uh, I guess the, the last thing I have to talk about in this half of the episode is you know we get back to the the room where the preliminaries are being held and. Uh, yeah, like uh, Third Okage is talking about how you know there's going to be a month break so everybody can like train and develop new techniques and like develop ways to like you know counter the techniques they saw and all of that. And I feel like this is kind of like I mean the the, the tournament at the end of this doesn't really play out, but I, I can't help but feel like it's kind of a way, like a missed opportunity to have like more of that thing we talked about briefly with like Kashi and Zabuza where they're like coming up with counters to each other's shit for the next time they fight each other, right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like basically nobody, other than Naruto and Sasuke, go into the like tournament like of this, with anything new. And I think you know I, I just think it would be really fun to have another moment where like you know everybody's like, everybody's come up with shit to like stop the other like, you know participants' techniques, and they've come up with like ways to like prevent their technique from their techniques from being stopped. I, you know, I think it would be like a, it, it would be a fun layer to a tournament that I guess ultimately doesn't happen. So it doesn't matter that much, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we still get like a few rounds of it, right? Like, yeah, we do, we do get some of the fights and, and it does definitely feel like, you know, like, I don't think Neji's coming up with any new techniques and I guess he's not really the guy who would come up with new techniques to fight Naruto. Yeah. But even so, I mean, and same with Gara. like Gara Gara hasn't learned a new technique in like, since he was born. Yeah, he's just kind of been on, like, like an auto-burger pilot. Yeah, and, like, obviously we haven't gotten there yet, but, like, they see the bracket and everything. I do want to talk about that bracket, but I think that's something for the next half of the episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the next half of the episode, do you want to go ahead and get to it? Let's go for it. All right. Kabuto shows up at the hospital and confronts an unconscious Sasuke. He looks like he's intending something sinister with a scalpel when Kakashi shows up. Kakashi tries to intimidate him into surrendering, but Kabuto knows he has the upper hand and puts a knife to Sasuke's neck. Kakashi rushes in and disarms him, but one of the Anbu corpses starts running. Kakashi corners it with a shadow clone, and another corpse leaps out the window, this one being the real Kabuto in disguise. The other bodies fall limp, and Kakashi's pretty impressed this 19-year-old can puppet bodies that skillfully. Back in the arena, the kids are assigned their places on the bracket for the third round. And obviously, Naruto goes up against Nenji right away. The Hokage explains that the candidates will be judged on their performance and don't necessarily need to win to become Chunin. Naruto goes to Kakashi for training, but he's busy with Sasuke, so he asked Ebisu to help. Neither Ebisu nor Naruto are too happy about it. Yeah, so in this half of the episode, we open up on um, Kabuto going to Sasuke's hospital room. And there's a few things I want to touch on before anything really happens in there. Mm-hmm. And the first is that, like, I'm kind of on Kabuto watch, right? Like, I'm trying to... I, I think I talked about this before, where Kabuto is a character who I just kind of don't think about that much in spite of how large his uh, his presence in Naruto is in the grand scheme of things. 
Yeah. Like, he's in theory a very important guy that I just don't really have, like, a super strong grasp of his deal. And I just don't think about. So I'm, I'm going to try this time to see if I can get, like, a better grasp on this guy. Uh, because, you know, now, now, now that I'm talking extensively about, like, every three episodes of Naruto forever, I feel like this is my best shot. Mm-hmm. I think there's like some in theory very interesting. Like, I think there's some potentially interesting stuff here where he's like, like like he like he is talking to Sasuke and he comes across as like kind of resentful that like both him and Sasuke are like people who have like who who have caught Rochimaru's attention. Like, th- given the way that Rochimaru has conducted himself throughout the tuning exams, you very easily get the impression that if Rochimaru is interested in a guy, like the Hidden Leaf Village isn't going to be able to do shit to stop that from playing out. Oh, absolutely not. And so, you know, it's, it's it, it, like, I'm interested in seeing more about how Kabuto feels like this, because I, I, mean, I, I don't think Kabuto's deal is even that he was necessarily, like, a talented, or, like, or at least not necessarily just that he was, like, a talented guy, like, Katarochimaru's eye or anything. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I want to see, like, where this sort of, like, conflicted and sort of, like, resentful position he, he's in with Orochimaru, like, like, how that plays out, if, if it really goes anywhere at all. And the other thing about Kabata's hospital visit that's, that I want to talk about is that Orochimaru is just fucking standing there like the sickos guy outside the window. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just he's just looking directly into the window, not disguised at all, fucking grinning like an idiot, rubbing his hands together, and he's like, yes! <laughs> like, just broad daylight, too, just... Yeah. Just standing on the roof across the street. I need to see if this guy killed this 12-year-old. It'll be really funny either way. <laughs> Like, the, the the part where Kabuto jumps out the window, right? Uh-huh. And then Kakashi, like, rushes over to the window to, like, look down after him. Mm-hmm. Right? He just looks up a little bit and fucking... <laughs> Rochimaru's there. there. <laughs> He's just laughing. He's just losing his shit. <laughs> uh, you know, like, Kakashi gets into this room, right, before, before Kabuto leaves. Uh, Kakashi gets into this room, and... <laughs> Kakashi really tries to play this cool. Um, he's like, "Whoa, hey, it looks it looks pretty bad that you've got a knife pointed at this sleeping twelve year old." Let's uh, let's talk about this. You know, you get you know, uh, if if you if you don't answer my questions right, I, I might have to I might have to take you in. Uh, and and Kabuto is just like, uh, I mean, look, you can't prove that I'm doing anything illegal, so you should just let me go and do more spy shit. <laughs> I you know. I, I got a credit for trying, you know. You know, it, it doesn't seem like anybody in the Hidden Leaf really knows what a spy is, so he should he should shoot a shot in this one. Yeah, but you know, they, ultimately, you know, they're not really having it, so they just kind of they just kind of go to like fighting for a bit. Um, and we get we get a moment where like it like like in this scene, I think Kabuto really comes across as like, oh hey, this guy is like actually really good at what he does and really competent like it is a it, it is like a cool series of like ninja tricks to be like oh yeah i'm actually piloting every corpse in this room to just do stunts and the one you thought was me was just like a guy I did extremely fast facial reconstruction surgery on to look exactly like me yeah it's like well in er- earlier orochimaru directly called out that like kabuto was only about as strong as kakashi mm-hmm like like his his particular talents are like applied in a very like cool way that like I don't know, like I, like I, I I think his I think his like corpse tricks are very neat uh, and uh, yeah I love a good corpse trick and I'm I'm curious if Kabuto is ever this guy again right like there, there's a lot of like stuff with Kabuto in this arc that feels like it doesn't really uh, like the, there's definitely a, th- a thing in the scene at least one thing in the scene that feels like it doesn't really get followed up on where Kakashi sees Kabuto jump out of the window and just like. 
damn, if Rich Mario's guys are this good, I, I gotta, like, try and keep up, right? Like, it's, it's like, another, like, sort of rivalry hinted at in this arc that never goes anywhere, because I don't think Kashi and Kabuto ever, like, have a big fight. That's a shame. I maybe I'm forgetting something, but, like, I, I don't think that's, like, a, a direction the show ever goes. Um, but, like, I, I'm curious to see if, like, Kabuto is ever doing these kind of, like, freak tricks again, because I think they're, like, really fun. I want Kakashi to be for the teenager so fucking bad. <laughs> Yeah, right? Oh, that'd be that'd be great. Like Kashi really needs a guy who 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 he's like he's like sort of like antagonistic with who's like he just thinks is like a really annoying kid. I think that I think that would really uh that'd be like a great spot for him to be in. We gotta talk about this fucking bracket. We gotta talk about this fucking bracket. Throughout the whole preliminaries, we kept going like, yeah, I, I bet they're just like rigging these matches for the drama. But I'm like looking at this tournament bracket and I'm starting to question like that a little bit because this seems like a bad tournament bracket if you want like people invested the whole way through right like is, is that the vibe you're getting to yeah right because like what are, what, are, what are the matches again it's like naruto and neji like, yeah like naruto and neji gara and sasuke are all on one side of the bracket so like that's like i mean naruto isn't really that in like the eyes of the like the world like in a fictional setting yeah but like three of those guys are like the big guys in this tournament and uh and, and, and so you, you've created a bracket where you've, like, taken out, like, all but one of your big heavy hitters before the the, the the finals, if you're, like, booking this for people to be interested in. And on the other side of the bracket, it's like, I don't, I don't know who goes to the end there. Like, Shino? Tamari? Like. Yeah, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Like, like regardless, no, nobody on... <laughs> Nobody on that side of the bracket is really going to be like putting up a fight against the guys on the on, on uh, like the side with like all of the most important characters in this tournament. Yeah, I, like, mean, may, may... I mean the real reason the bracket is like that is because they don't go to the finals. Yeah, right. Like it is like if if you know where this is going, it's like very transparent. Like oh, okay, this is just to get all of the things that like we need in place like you know get, get get the few fights that are important to let play out before we move on to the next stage of the of this arc uh-huh but like they don't know that yeah right like i like are all the guys are inviting inviting just guys who like kind of get checked out after a while so it's like okay we got we got to get the best matches like in round one because like all the feudal are just gonna kind of be like fucking sleeping if if we wait till like you know if, 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 if i put to the final round yeah and like I, I know it was, like, fucking pulling fucking paper out of a hat or whatever. I guess it was pulling paper out of a hat, so they didn't really, like, set it up. Yeah, but so they're... My, my, like, at least on that level, are like, not very grounded, I, re- I just remembered. Yeah, but, like, they're fucking shinobi. They could trick. They could do tricks. <laughs> it could have just been a trick to make sure nobody fucking complained about the matchups. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I didn't. Re- I didn't remember that when I was saying all of this because I, I, like, you know, in, in, when I was writing about this in my notes, I was like, oh yeah, this is like, like this, this, this is like, if this was a bracket that played out, it would not be very interesting. And I just sort of like assigned that to like a fictional thing. But I, I guess it was technically random still. But you know, and and in that case, I guess it mostly boils down to is like, yeah, this is this is like a this is a tournament bracket that is not designed to go to the conclusion because nobody wants to see the final match of like Gara versus a guy with bugs. Because, like, the, bug, the bugs are pretty good, but I feel like in that matchup, the bugs are just kind of worse sand. Yeah, the bugs are kind of just worse sand. Anyway. Um, you know, like, Ebisu shows up at the, end, at the end of this episode, but I feel like next episode is really, like, the, the place to talk about that, just because that's, like, basically the Ebisu episode. Yeah. So let's get into that. Let's get into that. Okay. Uh, 
Episode 52, Ebisu Returns, Naruto's Toughest Training Yet Naruto doesn't want to train with Ebisu because he already got his ass that one time. Kakashi tries to reassure him that Ebisu is actually a really good teacher, and points out that despite his strengths, Naruto still has really rough fundamentals. Kakashi heads out, but Naruto still doesn't want to learn under Ebisu, so Ebisu issues a challenge. All Naruto has to do is run away, but if Ebisu catches him, it'll prove he's capable of teaching. Naruto takes off running, and after some roof hopping, loudly declares he's lost him, only for Ebisu to interject from a higher perch. His next pull involves using Transformation Jutsu to hide against the billboard. Ebisu sees through it, so Naruto makes a bunch of shadow clones, and they scatter. Ebisu makes a couple of his own and starts catching clones left and right, eventually cornering the real one in the stream running through town. So I think that was very funny to think about with regards to the situation of like Kakashi setting up Naruto with Ebisu. It's like, Kakashi doesn't fucking know shit. Like, he, th- he, he like, probably thinks he crushed this. He's like, alright, Naruto is the kid who wants to be the Hokage really badly. And I can set him up with his teacher, who is like, you know, he's, he's, he talks about his family, he's trained all these Hokage candidates, it's gonna be an easy sell. It's gonna, like, I, 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 I did so good, I get to go fucking... You know, I, I, I get to go and, like, ha- like, handle his other shit, I get to go pay attention to Sasuke, who's, like, in a rough situation right now. It's, it's, it's fine. Uh... Like, he doesn't fucking know. It's it, it kind of amazing how, how much he's just like, oh, shit, what, what, what did I walk into here? When, like, the, when Naruto and Ebisu show up in the hospital lobby and are, like, immediately pissed at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, both of them just like, okay, I need to figure out how to, make, how to like, make Naruto uh, be cool with this. Also, like, okay, why does my colleague have this huge beef with a 12-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why does this guy who is, like, 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 a more prestigious guy than me have beef with his 12-year-old? Yeah, and like you know, Naruto is a guy who like more people than average in the village have beef with. Like he is, he is probably the twelve-year-old that most adults have beef with. But <laughs> you you gotta expect some amount of professionalism from like a guy who's at that at that, at that tier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, from, from there we get like more more classics of Kakashi not really knowing how to like uh, handle Naruto, like in a less dramatic. Uh, less dramatic context than the last time it happens, but he's just kind of like, uh, Naruto, like, I'm, I'm, like, actually a pretty bad teacher, and, uh, you know, you really, you really got your basics to work on, and, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta go handle some shit, so, like, how about you two, uh, <laughs> how about you two figure this out? And it, it doesn't really work at all? No. Uh, Kakashi doesn't know shit. I love him. At least he's trying to fucking he's... Hand, hand Naruto off to a guy who does, but, like, yeah. Like we we've talked about how that like should be the Jonin's like number one, mm-hmm. like thing is being able to like hook the students up with someone who knows how to handle their shit. Yeah, like re- recognize people who like you know, like, like recognize what their students need and like you know put put them in touch with that. And, like he is, yeah, like he he is sort of doing this for Naruto, even if uh, Naruto isn't the most receptive to it, and also he like accidentally chose the the comedy option, um, <laughs> and also you know, yeah. So if he could, if he could, you know, do anything for soccer, he'd really be on the right path here. Um, he won't. He won't. Yeah. So I guess now that we're past the sort of like introductory part of the episode, I, I want to sort of like talk more broadly about the structure. Both this episode and the next one are like both really expanding out from a single chapter, and this one sort of takes on the uh, the task of trying to make Evisu seem like a little more capable guy, like a little more of a guy you can take seriously at all. And maybe it tries to make him seem like a little more personable and like nicer to Naruto in ways that don't really come across in the manga. Because you, you, you gotta do something with him here. 
Yeah, so like in the, in the manga, you mentioned that like this episode of the next was just like one chapter. No, th- th- this episode is one chapter, and the next episode is one chapter. Okay, okay. Um, it's it's two chapters across each of them, but they're each adapting one chapter. That makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. I was about to be like, that's a lot. That's a big stretch. How'd they do that? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so in, in both cases, what we get we get like a big comedy chase sequence of. Uh, in, in this case, Ebisu trying to chase Naruto down to like expand out the uh, the chapter. Um, or like Ebisu's guys thinking like, yeah, no, if you, fine. If you think you're such hot shit, then fucking run away from me. Why don't you? I, I guess I'm not really sold on this as like a particularly impressive display of feet, but it's like enough. It's enough for Naruto, right? Like it's at least enough to make Naruto be like, well, I guess I can't ignore you completely. It, it definitely doesn't make Ebisu seem cool. There's like, there's a moment where he like walks up to like a billboard for one of like Jiraiya's books and immediately gets like distractedly horny and it's like, man, keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't even anything. You, you just got reminded that a book with sex in it exists somewhere. <laughs> you gotta have more composure. You gotta have more composure, dude. In, in that same exact scene, like there's a bit where Naruto is like disguised as like one of the characters on the cover of the of the of the of like Jiraiya's book. Yeah. And I I, I guess I, I didn't realize that you could turn into like a cartoon person <laughs> with a. <laughs> <laughs> which which is which is fascinating like it's 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 you know whenever they they get movies going in this world it's gonna be so fucking easy to make who framed roger rabbit <laughs> no it's just gonna become like fucking vr chat everybody's gonna be a fucking anime girl walking around oh my god oh it's beautiful nobody else realizes this nobody else has really like tapped into the the potential of like turning yourself into shit <laughs> It's it's so underutilized. It's so it's really underutilized. No, not even as like a combat technique, like just a shit to do for fun. Yeah, you know, like oh, I didn't feel like shaving for a couple of days. Might as well just like go to the store, transformation jutsu. Just yeah, uh, I, I just I just don't know why everybody isn't doing this shit all the time. Yeah, but anyway, like I don't have a ton more to say about the the rest of this episode. You know, Abusu's like chasing Art around. Eventually, he catches them. You know, it's uh it is, you know, at least a good enough way to, like, um, convince a 12-year-old that he should, like, listen to you, I guess. Uh, and that's, you know, that's that's what it needs to be, I suppose. Yeah. It's fine. You want to press on? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Okay. Making good on an earlier promise, Ebisu treats Naruto to some ramen as they talk about what kind of help Naruto needs. Turns out Naruto's bad at building up and controlling the right amount of chakra for a given task. And the only reason he can get away with such a wasteful technique is his absurd stamina and amount of chakra. They head out to the hot spring to teach Naruto how to walk on water. Naruto starts to get the hang of it when he spots Jiraiya peeking at the woman's bath. Ebisu moves in to apprehend, but Jiraiya summons a toad that one-shots him. Okay. Yeah, so at the start of your summary, you pointed out that Ebisu makes good on his promise from earlier. Uh-huh. And I think that is one of the, the smartest turns for the, the anime from the manga, because like in the manga... Ebisu never, Ebisu never goes and buys Naruto ramen at all. He just, like, takes out a stack of papers right there in the hospital lobby and starts expositing about shit. What? Yeah, right? It's really cute to have that conversation over. Yeah, I, I think it's, like, such a smart choice for how to, like, make this, uh, you know, like, it, 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 like, like, it, it makes Ebisu, like, seem a little more willing to, like, engage with Naruto when he keeps the, the promise he made earlier in the episode uh which is feels kind of an obvious thing to say but like you know it's uh it's 
it's doing a lot to make Ebisu seem like at least a little better here in the anime. Yeah. The, there is one thing I want to talk about with regards to like him taking out Narda for ramen, which is like during the scene where he's like explaining shit about chakra and like chakra control and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like this kind of bizarre failure to like execute on what seems like such an easy joke, right? Because like you would think the idea is like, you know, he, he he's like explaining stuff to, to Naruto and then like every time it like cuts back to Naruto, he would have more bowls of ramen. Like that's that's what you would think you would do. Right. And Because that is sort of happening in this scene. But instead what happens is every time it cuts back to like a, to like a, a shot of Naruto eating ramen at the counter... Like, rather than there being, like, more bowls of ramen being placed there while he was off screen, like, another bowl, like, another empty bowl, like, visibly fades into sp- into place on screen. And it drove me crazy. <laughs> I don't know why you would do it like that. Why would you do it like that? I mean, like, I guess it's to try and, like, bring attention to it so you know that all the nine-year-olds watching, like, notice, but, like... I, I just, I just think it's like it's just the worst. It's just the worst way to do it of the two, the two obvious options in front of you. Yeah, and like harder, like harder to do, like more work to animate. Like not, not like a ton more really. Like I imagine you just kind of like, you can just kind of like make it like fade in, and it's not like you have to like draw the individual frames of the ramen bowl fading in. But like it's still like, <laughs> you're still you're still like individually compositing like the gradually fading in, like ramen bowl. Yeah, it's still it's still more steps than just having the opaque ramen bowl there the whole time. Yeah, another thing I think is like really interesting for an episode that is basically just adapting one chapter of the manga is that they really cut down on Ebisu's explanation here. Um, really? Yeah, like because in the anime he goes right into just like giving the example of like how stuff works for uh, for like you know Sakura and Sasuke with making clones and then you know explaining how it works for Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, See, like, in, in the anime, he goes right to those, like, immediately applicable examples. And in the, in the like, manga, he goes on this big thing about how, like, you know, you have your, your physical stamina and you convert, like, a percentage of that to chakra. And there's, like, all of these, like, weird, like, numbers and, like, percentages into, like, how much of your, your stamina you're converting to chakra. And you're, you're explaining, like, the basics of, like, taijutsu and ninjutsu in a way that just seems, like, kind of excessive and kind of overcomplicating things. Like, I, I think of a smart thing that this... Uh, this episode does is it basically completely drops like any talk of like uh, how how much per- like what percentage of your chakra are you using and just kind of like does uh does like here's like a visual representation with the bars at the at the bottom of the screen like in the manga it just feels very like it feels very video gamey it feels it feels kind of like isekai light novel esque in, in a way that like predates that by a lot where it's just like yeah here's a uh, here's your two separate meters of uh of energy that you use and if they both run out you die it's very strange yeah that's really funny yeah i kind of want to go in i want to i kind of want to go in and read the read those descriptions though yeah like it it is not like the most like over the top thing right but it is like it really caught my attention as like an episode that is already not adapting very much to the comic deciding to like just sort of completely excise like a page or two of stuff that was in the comic yeah I, th- I think it ultimately works, right? Like, I, like you know, I, I think just sort of like getting right to the immediately applicable examples like makes more it makes more sense both in terms of like how much you would explain to like like how you would like approach explaining this to Naruto, who you know is a guy who often needs that kind of like immediate connection to like shit that's being told to him to like really like wrap his head around it, and also you know how much the audience really needs to have this stuff said to them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So after this, they 
they, they leave the Ramasan, they go to the hot spring, and there's like... So it, in the manga, we get this like weirdly salacious for Naruto, like depiction of a bunch of like naked sweaty women in like in like a hot springs right like it's like an establishing shot yeah um in the anime we also sort of get that but like there, there are like multiple levels of obscuring the detail on it to where like like, like you know they, they, like and i'm not even like saying like oh, I, can't, I can't believe they censored this for the anime but like the extent to which they go to where like everybody's covered in towels and then like there is like this intense steam filter over the entire scene that to the point where all of the details kind of completely legible, just makes me wonder why they left it in at all. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's a hot spring. It's gonna you gotta you gotta get primed for the idea that uh, this uh, girls. Those girls. Yeah, you know maybe maybe it is important to establish that there's girls, or else we never believe that there were girls later on. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, I, I get paring it down for, like, the TV, right? Because, like... Right, like, I mean, the the, 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 the the panel in the manga is, like, it is the sort of thing that you probably would not put in the time slot where Naruto is airing. Right. Um, even aside from broadcast standards. But it, it is just, like... I don't know, should, 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 I, should I, like, post the image of this? Because, like, again, I, I cannot make out basically anything in the images in the episodes to the point where it just feels kind of ridiculous that it's there. Yeah, go ahead. Like, it, it is basically unreadable. Yeah, I see a lot of, um... I see a lot of steam. I see a lot of steam and, like, hair because it's darker than the rest of them. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that that would have been fine without the huge steam filter. You know, it's like, ooh, that girl has bare shoulders poking up out of the water. What are we gonna do? Cover it with what steam. What are we gonna do? Get that out of here. Anyway, moving on from that. Assuming you're ready to move on from that. Yeah, I'm ready to move on from that. I don't. I'm not getting anything from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, anyway. So obviously, uh, is like trying to explain walking on water to Naruto, right? Uh, there's this moment where he's like, "All right, yeah, you know, obviously, you remember when you did the tree climbing exercise?" And Naruto's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I've never done this in my life." Which is amazing to me. Like, I, I guess I don't know how long it's supposed to have been since, like, the Land of Waves exactly. But, like, Naruto presumably knows he could, like, walk up on, walk on tree, like, like, up trees because he was, like, just in a big forest where I think he was doing some of that shit. He's just completely forgot that anybody taught it to him. It's just sort of, like, entered the, the, the like, the list of things that he's pretty sure he just always knew how to do. Wait, chakra control? What do you mean? I just curl my toes really hard. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Like, 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 ABC was just sort of, like, watching on as Naruto is, like, trying to, like, walk on water. And he's, like, 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 like he, he gets a moment of, like, acknowledging, like, oh, yeah, yeah this, this is, like, so hard for Naruto because he's got the nine-tailed fox chakra in him. And that, that's, like, that's, like, messing stuff up for him. But he doesn't really, like, you know, he, 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 he doesn't really, like, say, um, I don't know. He, he, he doesn't really say anything to Naruto about this. He's just kind of, like, watching on was like, yeah, this seems pretty hard for this kid. Damn. And then we cut over to uh, Jiraiya, who makes the worst possible first impression that he could. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's like that's pretty rough, you know. He's 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 just uh, he's here. He's the guy who's uh, looking at women while they're bathing. Um, yeah, right. And like, not even seeing you think it's all that steam, <laughs> right? But, like, it's, it's doing something for him, I guess. <laughs> no, it's it's like I, I feel like dry as a guy. We'll talk about more next time. But this is not like a this is not this is not the best way to meet a character that we're supposed to like. It really isn't. 
Yeah, anyway, then he kills Ebisu, and the episode ends. <laughs> Fucking murks Ebisu, that's fine. The episode ends, but... But, we've got, a new, we've got a new ED. Yeah, we do. Finally, I'm free. This one's, like, pretty straightforward to talk about. Um, it, It's got, like, sort of, like, a similar paper doll uh, style to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it, it, it's less, like, it's less, uh, you know, in Sakura, like, facing directly at you and, like, lip-syncing weirdly. Uh, and more like, oh, here's, like, just a bunch of sort of, like, you know, super deformed designs of the characters, like, walking by as, like, a song. I think it's, like, kind of a bot place. Yeah, um, the song is you know? so much better. Yeah. The, the thing is, when there's, like, a song that, like, it, ha- it has, like, a few words in English that they can, like, sing along to every time they come up, that's a, that's a good anime ending for me. Yeah, it is. And like I almost I almost don't even care how fucked up all the characters look. <laughs> <laughs> the Sakura one looks real bad. It's it is it is an interesting experiment that they've been doing with, with these endings. Uh, you know, I've I I think they'll stop doing this eventually. Uh they're they're trying something, it's not fully coming together. But you know. Oh man. It's, it, it is less confrontational with the way that it looks kind of rough as, like, a experimental thing than, um... Than the previous one. Are we are we ready to move on to the, to the third episode? Yeah, let's go for it. Episode 53. Long Time No See. Jiraiya Returns. With Ebisu out cold, Naruto pesters Jiraiya to train him. Even with flattery, Jiraiya refuses and runs off to keep being a sex pest. Naruto persists and eventually runs up on him in the woods, staring at clouds. Jiraiya offers a deal. If Naruto helps him be a sex pest, he'll train Naruto. Naruto misunderstands and agrees. Jiraiya bothers more women, and Naruto brings him a big watermelon. Jiraiya finally just says he's after a girl, and in the most uncomfortable depiction of it yet, Naruto does his sexy jutsu. Okay, so there's a little bit I want to talk about with the staff on this episode. Um... Mm Mm-hmm. Good, because I'm not ready to talk about the rest of it yet. Okay, so the the, the main thing I want to say is that the uh, the animation director for this episode, Akira Matsushima, is a uh, the, the animation director for this episode, Akira Matsushima, is like another uh, person who is working at Naruto on Naruto at this era, who like goes on to Yuvo Table to be like a pretty important like member of the studio as it modern, as it currently stands. Akira Matsushima will later go on to be like the character designer for the Demon Slayer anime. Okay. All, all of the pretty small, uh, like, key animator lists, like, there's only five key animators on this episode, and, like, basically all of them, like, show up almost exclusively on Akira Matsushima's episodes. A few of them, like, stick around the show for a little longer than he does, but, like, like, like mostly they're working as a unit. And I think that, like, content aside, I think this episode looks pretty good. Sure, um, yeah. There's, like, some nice forces of animation, like, the characters are, like, fun and cartoony and expressive a lot of the time, and I think that there's, like, a lot of, uh... I think to the credit of uh, the storyboarder uh, Hayama, the storyboarder is credit to uh, Hayama Ipaku, um, who is somebody who is like who only has credits on uh, on this show, and, like this show, and like one episode of a show that aired like a decade later, which, which, which is the sort of thing that like often suggests like okay, this this might be a pseudonym for somebody. I couldn't say exactly who. Um, but like, I, I think there's like a lot of like really nice shots in this episode. Like, I, th- I think there's a lot of parts of the episode that just like really look really nice, especially once we get into the latter half of it, and like we we ease off the like heavy air quotes comedy uh, gas pedal. Um, yeah, it, like, like like it, it settles into an episode that has like a lot of really like nice and comfortable feeling shots. And but yeah, I, I guess do do we want to get do you want to get into this? Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I, let's uh, let's let's check temperature on uh, Jiraiya because judging by the way you wrote the episode summary, it seems like you might not feel very positively about Jiraiya right now. I don't like him yet. Yeah, uh, I. I mean, I. I'm like. I I just oh, I very plainly described what he was doing in the episode. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. No, it is. <laughs> I mean, it is not pleasant, right? It is like it is like just kind of a lot of tired jokes about him, like being like a fucking sex pest that just sort of escalate in uh in a way that just feels best to not think about too much uh, at the end of the segment uh that we're gonna have to touch on a little bit unfortunately yeah um this is this is a bad first showing for the guy i think but even in spite of that there, there's a part of me that's like i see dry on screen and i'm like kind of just having fun with it um, and, like, part of that is because, like, again, he, he gets all sorts of, like, ridiculous faces in this episode, and a, a much bigger part of it is that I think Hochu Otsuka does, like, a great job as Jiraiya. Like, I think the performance is just, like, delightful. He's got this... He, he's got, like, this very, like, ridiculous, self-assured, like, dramatic voice, and he's, he, like, he's, like... Like, hearing him just, like, grandstand in front of, like, a 12-year-old is very fun. Like, just, I, I, I could just listen to, you know, Hochu Otsuka's Jiraiya and, uh... Junko Takeuchi is Naruto just sort of like bouncing off each other forever like like I think those are two performances that like go together very well um and when when we get jokes that are like a little bit less about Jiraiya being a creep I think they like land all right yeah for sure like I, I, I there's a bit where like he where, where like Naruto like switches from like saying that Jiraiya's book is bullshit to like like oh actually I really like it and he just like puts on this really dry like disclaimer voice about how nobody under the age of 18 can like can buy it before like 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 switching back into like a much more mocking tone at the end of it it's just like like i i I, i'm really torn between like i think this guy is fun to see on screen except for the things that he's doing yeah like just give him just give him a little bit more time let him stop doing this horse shit and later we can have fun with him Mm -hmm. yeah so we, we we get like yeah i mentioned this episode we get like our second episode in a row where we we're like extending out like a sequence of naruto meeting a guy who's going to teach him with like a sort of comedy chase sequence but this time naruto is like chasing after jiraiya and like trying to bother him and like jiraiya is just like putting him in pots and putting a rock on top of the lid of the pot it's like everybody looks on him like disgust and horror <laughs> uh, which i think is pretty funny yeah i mean it is it is pretty good to do that <laughs> Especially because, like, the next time Naruto sees Jiraiya after that, it's just, like, on site. He's just fucking hooking shuriken at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn, here's a hot shit. This won't kill you, so let's fucking go. Um. <sighs> yeah? What's up? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about the the other things in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is also definitely the, there's like, oh, Jiraiya sees a, a woman, and then he makes a cartoon face, and then he says, and then he starts bothering the woman, and it's like, you know, I mean, I, I do I do have a few screenshots of, of things Jiraiya says in this episode that make me laugh a lot, even, like, out, out of the context of him being a terrible pervert. Like, I think it's just funny, it, like, abstractly to have a screenshot of, like, anime subtitles that say, no, no, I'm sorry, miss, but what lovely breasts, but, like, in the context of the episode, he's being, like, a horrible creep. Yeah. Um, in in the dub, they made that line funnier. Oh, really? Yeah. What is what do you say in the dub? Uh, well, he well he goes to say it, but then he stumbles and like tries to s- say face and say hands, and oh, then okay. she slaps him. Okay. And it's just a funnier punchline. Mm-hmm. 
Right, like, I, I, don't, I don't think him saying that is funny in the context of the anime. I just think it's a funny screen cap to have on hand to send right. to girls. <laughs> right, 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 right. Understood. Like, not, not just any girls. You, you understand. I'm not, I'm not being dry about this. No, I understand. But, like, if I ever need to apologize to you, Gwen, you know, I've got it on deck. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said understood. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I just needed to make sure I wasn't coming across poorly to the audience. I'm probably worrying about this too much. Right, right, right. We we, we get to the end of uh of, of this sequence as Naruto finally makes his case successfully to like for for Dry to teach him, and it it fucking sucks, right? Like it is. Yeah, right. Like right. Like the 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 the, the jokes of like a Naruto does sexy jutsu, and then like an adult guy is horny are like never great. But this is drawing so much attention to the fact that like. The premise of the joke is like an adult man wanting a twelve-year-old to be sexy for him in a way that is just like ah! repulsive. It's so bad, and the way that Naruto sticks around in the form and like talks and stuff instead of just like standing there in a pose, it's 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 so drawn out and like, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not great. Do you want to move on to the the next half of the episode where Jiraiya is like mostly a little more normal? Yeah. Okay. At a river somewhere, Naruto tries to walk on water for Jiraiya. Naruto obviously has trouble with it and tosses his clothes aside to dry off. This gives Jiraiya a good look at the seal in Naruto's tummy, and he surmises that the five-point seal added later is tampering with his ability to control chakra, so he undoes it. Naruto tries water walking again and finds it strangely easy. Jiraiya decides it's time to teach Naruto how to control his fox chakra, and has Naruto talk to him about the second kind of chakra he can feel sometimes. Later that night, Jiraiya confronts Ebisu and apologizes for stealing his student. Ebisu explains that the Hokage wants Jiraiya's help with the Orochimaru situation. Jiraiya declines. So, so something I was like thinking about, like sort of abstractly throughout this episode, is like, so Jiraiya's kind of got like a connection to Naruto that, like, I mean, we don't really know. Like, if we hadn't watched Naruto before, we wouldn't know the extent of it. But like, you know, I know what happens in Naruto, so I do. And, and I couldn't help but wonder, like, like I was, I was trying to figure out at what point Jiraiya recognizes who this kid is. Because unless I missed it, like, I don't think... Like, Naruto doesn't, like, say who, what his name is on screen to Jiraiya at any point. He's just kind of, like, following around and bothering him. Yeah. But, like, Jiraiya definitely, Jiraiya definitely like, like, catches on to that at some point. Like, I, 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 I'm curious if, they, if, like, like you know, I, this doesn't really matter, but, like, you know, I... I mean, yeah, but also, to be fair, have you seen the way Naruto looks... Yeah, no, that's fair. I, there's probably not that many guys with that exact yellow spiky hair, so like, maybe it was just like instantly, and he was like, "Oh, I don't, I, I don't have time to deal with this shit right now." <laughs> then he's like, "Well, I guess I can't not deal with this shit right now." Yeah. Or it could have been like a hunch until he saw the seal on the tummy. No, I mean, but like, well, once we get into the rest of the scene of like Dry helping Naruto, I think like Dry instantly comes across way better. Yeah, right. Like that's the thing. That's the that that's the part that's cool about Jiraiya is that like Jiraiya is just the dude who's just like not afraid to like not beat around the bushes, Naruto, and just like yeah, actually like, help instantly. him instantly. Instantly, he's like, "Hey, you notice how you have two types of chakra? Let's talk about that. Like, let let me tell you the thing about you that has made everything hard for your entire life that like fucking nobody has talked to you about." Yeah, like let's work with that. It's like. <laughs> This is, like, a long bit of thing, like, I really liked about, like, you know, Naruto's old and, and, like, about Jiraiya is that, like, yeah, like, J- Jiraiya is, like, a person who is, like, 
like the 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 breakthrough he provides to Naruto is like being willing to talk about Naruto with like what's going about what's going on with him and like being very willing to like meet him where he's at and like come up with like ways that work for him to learn right like and I I, I think we like get that very immediately and very directly yeah absolutely and it's and like even where even when like the 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 thing with the seal right like he just notices it and right away fixes it and he's like okay try again yeah he's like hey someone's been fucking through shit like you're you're probably better at this usually but like let let me uh let me get this together so that was the seal that orochimaru put on like in the forest right the, 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 yeah, I believe the like the thing is, is like yeah, there's the, there's the seal that like the fourth Hokage put on there, and then there's like an additional seal layered over it that like is messing with how his chakra work, chakra works. Uh, That's a pretty funny thing for Orochimaru to do, just like fuck with this kid's whole situation. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do some shit to you like poorly on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other thing I really like about this like stretch of the episode is like. Like, I mean, once the episode, like, calms down a bit and just, like, becomes more about, like, Trya talking to Naruto and helping him out, like, I, we get a bunch of shots where the, uh, or, like, like the, like, the, the, the background painting still like, really nice and, like, really well, like, composited into and, like, considered as part of, like, the, the shot and, like, how it's framed. Um, like, I, I think there's just, like, a lot of, like, really pleasant shots where it's like, oh, this is, like, a... Like, 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 they just sort of like escalate the sort of like comfortable feeling of like oh hey like these two people like feel at ease around each other like naruto feels like he's being like approached on his level and like it's it's i don't know, like i think it really like the visuals really escalate that i think it's like a very it helps make the scene feel very sweet um yeah and uh, I, I like that like it's sort of like a penance for like expanding out the dry being a creep so much we get like an extra scene of like naruto and dry just sort of like chilling in like the hot springs at the end of the episode and just having a good time and neither of them are trying to be like like dry is not trying to be like a freak about women at all he's just like having a good time with this kid all right it's nice it is it, it is just nice like it's just nice and after that as they like they, they head back into the village i think we get like another scene that like highlights another way that i think dry is pretty interesting um right where where ABC comes up to talk to talk to him and you're like, hey, there's like some Orochimaru shit going on. Are you here to help with that? And Jiraiya's just not really here for it, right? Like, Jiraiya is, I think, interesting and kind of unique within the position of Naruto in that he is a character who is, uh, I think, pretty unambiguously heroic, but not really primarily invest like like motivated by a village necessarily right like i think he he's he's always like so much more personally motivated than like having a specific tie to the leaf village and like maybe maybe i'm just wrong about this and like when i watch it again i'll be like oh i i was just re- remembering wrong but like mm-hmm. i don't know I, I, like, like, he, like he he is just like a guy who is not invested in like like his investment to the world is like so much more in these personal ties that he has than you know any like political affiliation you know he is a guy who like, this will come up later, but, like, he is a guy who specifically does not want to be Hokage, and, like, by this point probably has had the position offered to him, like, at least once, and, like, will happen to him again later. And, like, he, he just, that's just not what he's about. Like, he just doesn't care about that. Yeah, he just wants to write his titty books. <laughs> just wants to write his titty books. You know, he's, he's got other things he's invested in, but, you know, his he's, he's primarily talking about his titty books as his, uh... He just wants to look at frogs and write his titty books. You should write frog books. I think that would be great. You should write frog books. Are we are we done here? Yeah, I think we're done here. Okay, what are, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are 
watching episodes 54, 55, and 56 of, uh, of Naruto. Nice. Really funny if we were watching those episodes of a different show. Yeah, we're just mixing it up. Yeah. Uh, no, um... But, hey, do you like the podcast? If you want to, you know, support the show and make sure that we can keep hosting and, like, keep this going, uh, check out our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Konoha Crush. That's all one word, Konoha Crush. Um, any images we talk about during the episode can be found on our Twitter, at Konoha Crush. All one word, Konoha Crush. I'm streaming on Twitch now. You can check me out. Uh, that is twitch.tv slash reziart. Yeah, you should totally stop by. You know, I'm like usually hanging out in the chat. I might like, sh- you know, I might be showing up on the stream sometime if you want more of this dynamic. Uh... Yeah, and like you know, other other friends come too. Like it's it's fun. It's a it's a good time. Yeah, you usually usually I'm drawn, but sometimes I might play games. Who knows? Uh, that is Twitch.tv/reziart. That is R E Z I A R T. And you know, there's you'll you'll find links to it on my Twitter, which you can find a link to on our on our on our on the show's Twitter. So like, you know what? You you'll you'll find it. I believe in you. Yeah. I don't have shit to plug. I don't I don't do anything about this podcast. Yeah. But hey, thanks for listening. And remember, there's no such thing as filler. <laughs>